Hello, and welcome back to the podcast for the Salvation Comes book series. In this episode, I'm going to share with you why the living God is speaking to us through this particular book series and in the other writings I've mentioned. In the previous episode, Why the Lord is Speaking, I shared what He spoke as to why He is speaking. But in this episode, I'm going to go into that a little more and I'll briefly describe how it is that I hear Him speaking. I will also touch on why the books in this series have been named after the major Jewish feasts or events leading up to them. More information about the books and the feasts and the story behind them can be found at SalvationComes.com, but also in the book of Exodus in the Bible. Now, let's begin. This writing is titled, Salvation Comes Series Explained, The Living God Speaking to Man. In this day, the living God, who is known in his fullness by the name Jesus Christ, has chosen to speak to man in many ways. In actuality, he has been speaking to man in many ways since he created him. However, this is a unique day and time where, among many other ways in which he communicates to and with man, he has chosen to speak in a clear and distinct voice to his creation. In other words, he has chosen to speak to us in a way in which he is very clearly understood. Since early 2014, the Lord has carried on many conversations which he has had this writer to record in this book series, as well as in other formats. It is important here to explain that the conversations with the Lord Jesus Christ did not take place with the writer being whisked to heaven through a portal or with Jesus himself appearing to the writer where they had conversations on a couch. Rather, Jesus told us in chapters 14 and 16 of the Gospel of John that the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of Truth, would be in us and that he would speak to us and lead us and guide us into all truth from within us, from within our spirits. The Holy Spirit is our helper, our comforter, our advocate, our strengthener, our teacher. He is the one who makes God present with us and in us, and it is because of him and through him that this writer has heard the living God speak and that all believers in Jesus can be taught of the living God, using the Bible as a foundational text for all instruction. We are told in scripture that the Lord is no respecter of persons, that he shows no favoritism. So though he has spoken to and has had these specific words written through this writer, They are truly for the ears and heart of every hearer, of all who will to receive and believe. Because he is a God that is living and that is such everywhere, and because he is a God that has thorough knowledge of every piece and part of his creation, he also knows the human being through and through, and that includes the language of the human being and how the human being, no matter his tongue or dialect, speaks. Because he is God and knows all things and is with us in all things, he knows all that we have seen, all that we have heard, all and everything we have ever done. Every conversation we have had, every song, every movie, every program, all of it, he has heard and watched right with us through our eyes and ears. He is an ever-present, everywhere-present God that, again, is alive. He is also personal. That is to say, he knows each of us, all of his creation, personally. It is person to person, life to life. 
Genesis chapter 1 tells us that on day 4, God created the sun, moon, and stars, and he did so for us so that we could know the signs and the seasons and the days and the years. In the Hebrew, the original language of the Old Testament, the word seasons is known as moed in the singular or moedim in the plural. It is defined as an appointed time, place, or meeting. It is also known as a sacred time or season. They are also known as feasts or appointed feasts, appointed times. So from the beginning of natural time, God has arranged with mankind appointments. He has arranged these appointments to the Jewish people, the nation he hand formed to demonstrate to all the nations of the world who the living God was and what were his ways. He also formed this nation as a chosen people in order to bring the Messiah, the true savior of the world into the world naturally that is, in the flesh. And Jesus did not come to abolish the law or the ways and teachings of God demonstrated through his people, but to fulfill them. And so it is with these feasts, which began with the Exodus led by Moses out of Egypt and can be found in your Bible or Torah. He, Jesus, Yeshua, the living God, came to the earth and into the world in order to fulfill these appointments. He had set with mankind millennia before he came. He was and is our Passover lamb. He went into the ground during the Feast of Unleavened Bread, but not to suffer decay, and was raised and resurrected before the Father during the Feast of First Fruits, as he was the first of many to be saved from death. On the Feast of Shavuot, or Pentecost, the Holy Spirit of the Lord was sent to fill man as promised by Jesus. This act would seal the union of God and man those men and women who would become the children of God by accepting the Savior Jesus as the price paid for new life in Him. The Holy Spirit is our marriage vow. He is God's oath to us that we will be one with Him in union eternally. What humanity has yet to see is the fulfillment by Christ of the feasts which occur in the fall. The previous four feasts are spring feasts. In other words, there are appointments set with man by God and his Christ that have yet to be met, and as he is a faithful God, we expect absolutely that they will be kept by the one who is faithful. What do these feasts in this book series have to do with one another? God has chosen to use the feasts to speak and to convey his message of life and salvation to his people. Again, the feasts are set appointments with man. And in and through these messages, he has set appointments with men. He wants to be personally known to us as our personal God, as our personal source of life and power for living, and not an ordinary human life, but the kind of life that the living God himself has and is. This is our inheritance as the children of God, to become one with the living God and to know him intimately and personally to have the life he died to bring us and that life more abundantly. As you read these conversations with the living God, you may be a bit surprised by the person and personality expressed by this great being that is the creator of all things, but as he is fond of saying, he is more like us than we know. And remember, there is nothing that he does not know about us. Everything about us has come from him in some way. If you wanted to communicate with another being in a way in which they could understand you, then you would do so using their language and their ways of communicating. Well, our God is at least that smart, right? So here you have it. 
Open your heart to the living God. Get to know him as he would have you to. Dig deeply into the word of God, the Bible, Torah, Tanakh, the Brit Hadashah, as you read this word of his salvation coming, and you will find yourself in the presence of the living God, right in his heart, where he longs for you to be. Trust him. He is faithful and he is true, and he calls you now, and he calls you by name. Thanks for listening. This writing and its corresponding scriptures can be located at salvationcomes.com and also in the beginning of each of the books, which can be found on Amazon or can be downloaded for free on the Salvation Comes website. Until next time, remember, be ready for salvation is coming.